I'm going to ask you a question today. And I don't want you to take it in the spirit of this is your daily beating or your weekly beating. I don't want you to take this in the spirit of, well, he's up there and he's chastising us and, and, and trying to hurt us. That's not the spirit that I'm giving. I want you to understand the spirit behind today's lesson. And the spirit behind today's lesson is, is love. Okay, I, I'm telling you these things and I'm, I'm asking you this question because I love you. Okay? Ask you this question because I love you. The question that I want to ask you is Are you guilty? Are you guilty? Guilty of what? You might say, Well, of sin. That's what we're talking about here today. In Galatians chapter 5, beginning with verse 19, are you guilty of having sex with another man's wife? Are you guilty of, of having sex with a, another woman's husband? Fornication. Are you, are you guilty of having sex outside of marriage? Are you guilty of having, if you're a male, having sex with a male? Or a female having sex with a female? Are you guilty of, of internet sex sites? Have you been pointing and clicking a lot on those here lately? Are you guilty? Are you guilty of uncleanliness, any kind of uncleanliness, any kind of unclean living? Are you guilty of helping others be unclean? Are you helping others in lewd behavior? Are you involved in some kind of lewd behavior? How do you dress? Is your dress lewd? Does your dress say, I'm available? Are you guilty? Do you worship idols? Are you guilty of having money be your God? From the list, are, are you guilty? Are you guilty of abusing prescription drugs? Are you, are you guilty of, of abusing things that alter your mind, alter, alter your consciousness? Are you a constant hater? Do you find fault in everything? Do you hate somebody in, in this room? Do you hate me? Do you hate me? Are you involved in all kinds of contentions? Every time you turn around, there's somebody to be mad at, something to fuss about. Are you guilty? Are you so jealous of others that it keeps you from obeying God? Are you so jealous of others that it keeps you from loving somebody? Do you get so mad? Do you get so mad that the, that the pressure sometimes just, just, just blows your head off and you, you, you take it out on everybody around you and you get so rageful so that everybody around you is so scared they can't even come into your presence? Are you selfish? Will you do anything to get your way? Whatever it takes. Do you have your click here at Fountainhead? And, and you dissent and you, and you pull away from your, from your brothers and your sisters? 
Are you guilty? Do you secretly want the church to fail? Do you secretly want us here at Fountainhead to be more like those around us? Heresy to the point that you'll even say, it doesn't matter what you believe. Heresy. Are you guilty of envying one another? Are you guilty of wanting what somebody else has? Are you guilty? Do you hate somebody so much that you want to kill them? Are are you guilty of murder? Are you a drunk? Do you like to drink? Do you see nothing wrong with consuming mass quantities from time to time? You like that buzzing feeling? You like to party. You're the queen or the king of reverie. In fact, you were involved with it just last night. Are you guilty? Are you guilty of unbelief? Mark 16, 16. Are you guilty of prejudice? Matthew chapter 13, verse 15. Are you guilty of indifference? Matthew chapter 12, verse 30. Are you guilty of being a hearer and not a doer? James chapter 1, verses 22 through 25. Are you guilty? Then it says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 21, you will not inherit the kingdom of God if you're guilty. Guilt is a negative word. But it's an honest word. It's a black or white word. You, I mean, you either are guilty or you're not guilty. It's an honest word. If you are guilty of any of these, you're guilty of all. James said in James chapter 2, verse 11, if you don't commit adultery, but you do murder, you're guilty of all of it. You're either guilty or you're not guilty. How about this morning? And if you are guilty, what do you need to do? What do you need to do? Are you guilty? Are you guilty of of staying lost? Are you guilty of staying lost? You know, there are so many in this room who know the truth and will not repent. There are so many in this room who know the truth, who know what you need to do to be saved, yet you will not. You will not move from your your hard-hearted spot. Maybe you console yourself with almost. Well, I'm almost there. Almost. You know, I'm really thinking on it. I'm really thinking about becoming a Christian. I'm really thinking on it. I'm almost there. Paul had a window of opportunity with a king. Same with me today. You know, I've only got about 15 more minutes. I've only got about 15 more minutes 
to tell you the truth of God's power to save your soul. And Paul had a small window of opportunity with the king. Paul asked King Agrippa, Acts chapter 26, verse 27, King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you believe. Then King Agrippa said to Paul, you almost persuade me to become a Christian. Folks, almost is lost. There is no almost. Well, I'm almost there. No, you're lost. Are you guilty of staying lost? Or are you not guilty? Have you been redeemed? You're saved. Are you maintaining your salvation? Are you even asking the question if, if you don't know the answer? Are you even asking the question? You know, in Acts chapter 2, the people were told that they had killed the Christ and that they had, they had buried Him, but that He had risen from the dead and now sits at the right hand of God. And these Jesus killers, these Jesus killers had the audacity to ask a question. But it was a question that, that saved them. What shall we do, they asked. If you're guilty of staying lost, can you at least ask the question, what do I need to do? Are you guilty? Are you guilty of ignoring God? As we were going to camp a couple of weeks ago, the engine light came on in, in the van. I had two choices. I could ignore the light and keep on driving or do nothing about the light. I could ignore the obvious problem and find a way to fix it or I could ignore it. And let what happens happen. In Numbers 21, God is taking care of His people in the wilderness with manna from above. And they complained to Moses in Numbers 21 verse 6, God sent fiery serpents so that many of the people died. And, and, and the, the people were so bothered by these serpents, they, they cried to Moses in verse 7, they said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. And if they had continued to ignore God and continued to put themselves first, I have no doubt that they would have died. But they asked Moses to pray for them, and he did. And God gave Moses clear instructions. Numbers 21 verse 8, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole and it shall be that everyone who is bitten when he looks at it shall live. Now, if you had been in this num if you had been in that number, you could have ignored God. When the pole came around with the serpent on top, you could have chosen not to look. You could have stayed in your tent and said, I believe, isn't that enough? But you had to look. You would have died. You had to look. Are you guilty of ignoring God? Is the light in your dash blinking and you refuse to do anything about it? Or are you reaching up to God? Are you, Acts chapter 17, verse 27, seeking the Lord in the hope that you might grope for Him and find Him? He's not far away from each and every one of us.
Are you guilty? Are you guilty of, of keeping what you've got? You won't reach up. You, you won't grow. You won't learn anything new. You're like this fellow that I read about, Janice Ruiz, who starting in 1945, hid 32 years in the crawl space of his sister's home, afraid of the Nazis in Germany. He hid there for 32 years. Every time he heard somebody's voice, he thought it was the Nazis coming to get him. And he hid in that crawl space for 32 years doing nothing, afraid to go out and do anything. Just holding on to what he had. Are you guilty because your attitude is the same as his? An, an attitude of outright refusal to reach out to anyone with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Turn to Genesis chapter 42. Let me explain this attitude. Genesis 42, let me explain. Joseph is second in command of all of Egypt and his brothers, they don't know it's him. These same brothers who hurt him and, and sold him into slavery, now they need him. And they don't know it's him. But they know they're guilty. They even talk about it. Listen in. This is Genesis 42 verse 21. They said to one another, We are truly guilty concerning our brother, for we saw the anguish of his soul when he pleaded with us, and we would not hear. Therefore, this distress has come upon us. Christians, there are so many around us in distress. Let me say this with all the love in my heart. There are so many around us in such distress that you are a liar. If you say, I haven't seen anything, you're a liar. I don't know anything about that. You're lying. Because you have. There's so much going on. You would have to live under a crawl space for 32 years not to have seen it. You'd have to, we call that living under a rock. You'd have to be living under a rock not to see all the people who are in distress in our world today. All the people who need help. You see your fellow men and you closer, you see your family and your friends and their soul cries out for your help and you choose to keep what you got. Are you guilty? The hungry, the thirsty, the stranger, the naked, the sick, those in prison. What we do to these, Matthew 25 verses 31 through 45, what we do to these is what we do to Jesus. Are you guilty? Are you guilty of keeping what you got? You believe you have salvation, but are you reaching out to others? Are you reaching out? 
Are you doing good? It's why you've been created in Christ Jesus. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. We've been created in Christ Jesus for good works. We have, we have to be rich in good works. 1 Timothy 6 verse 18. Prepared for every good work. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 21. We are to do good unto all men, especially those of the household of faith. Galatians chapter 6 verse 10. And so many around us, they need the gospel. And what's better than helping anyone have eternal life. What's better than that? Silver and gold you may not have it to give. But you have something more precious. Christians, you have the gospel. Are you guilty? You are a chosen generation. The apostle Peter said, you're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. You're His own special people. But some of you have left God's holy nation and you're part of a different nation. Pardon the pun on words. You're part of the stag nation. Are you guilty of stagnation? Let me explain. Revelation chapter 3 verse 16. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth, says Jesus. You will no longer be inside of him. You'll be outside of him. He'll vomit you out of him. Are you guilty of only hearing and never doing? Are you always learning but never able to come to a knowledge of the truth? 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 7. Are you guilty? Be honest. Are you guilty? Are you a milk drinker? Brother Shockley's teaching on Wednesday night. And we have a little less than half this number in his class. He's teaching out of the book of Hebrews from, from a, a book by Terry Bell. And Terry Bell says in the book that Brother, Brother Shockley's preaching, he tells about the Peter Pan syndrome. You know Peter Pan. You know the story. Peter Pan, he was the little boy who, who never grew up. And there's Christians in this audience today who are Peter Pan Christians. You're little boys and little girls. You're little Christians and you've never grown up. And you never will. unless you decide to grow up. Are you guilty? Are you just going to flip channels this Wednesday night? Not coming here, good men and women in, in, in the ladies' classes and in the children's classes and Brother Shockley's class Learn the Word of God. Are you, have you stopped growing? Are you stagnant? Have you stopped? What did he say? What did he say? I will vomit you out of my mouth. It, it may seem like I'm mad at you, but I'm telling you with this with all the love in my heart. I don't want, that to, I don't want you to end up that way. You don't want you to end up that way, do you? Are you, are, are, you, are you a Peter Pan? Or are you reaching? 
Deep inside, ever reaching. Deep inside, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Are, are, you, are you transforming your mind? Are you renewing your mind? Are you ever trying to do that? So that you can prove the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Are you growing and are you studying 2 Timothy 2.15? Are you proving all things? 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 21. Are you, are you reaching in and, and reaching out and reaching up? Are you redeemed? Or are you guilty? You are lost. You are lost unless you have obeyed the gospel. 1 Thessalonians 1 verse 8. Are you guilty of of not obeying the gospel? Are you guilty of not seeing the gospel? 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 3. We might be there next week in our lessons in 2 Corinthians class. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3, But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. You are lost if you have not obeyed the gospel. What is the gospel? And how do you obey it? I hope you're asking that question. The gospel is, notice, notice. I love to hear babies cry. I love to hear babies cry. I want you to notice something though. I want you to notice something with me. I love to hear babies cry. And I'm not saying anything bad about babies crying. Because when you hear babies cry, that's the future of the church. So you've got you to block that out. Okay? Let them cry. I want you to notice something with me though. I'm about to tell you the gospel. There's some of you who don't know it. Are you letting all the distractions distract you? Are you? Are are you letting everything that's going on around you distract you and veil, keep the veil over your face so that you can't see it? I I, I want you to lift that veil off your face. Just, Just, I want you to pay attention. Attention now. I'm about to tell you something very important. Listen, the gospel, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4, the gospel is this the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Did you get it? Let me say it one more time because I, 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 let, me, let me wade out here in you just a minute. I want you to, fo- I want you to focus not on me, not, not because I'm, I'm somebody. or I, I just want you, all the stuff that's going around you right now, I want you to block it out. I want you to focus on the words that are coming out of my mouth. How shall you hear without a preacher? The Gospel, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4 is this. The death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Okay, you know the gospel. How do you obey that? How do you obey the gospel? How do you obey something like that? How do you obey the death, burial, and resurrection? Okay, listen carefully. Don't get distracted. I'm going to tell you how to obey the death, burial, and resurrection. There's a lot going on. Don't let it get you. Don't let it get you. Stay with me. Stay focused. To obey the gospel, turn to Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 5. 
Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 5. Here you'll find this. Here's how you obey the gospel. You must die to self. Stay with me now. Don't let the the devil come and, and take this from you. Please, stay with me. You must die to self, be buried in baptism, and be raised to walk in newness of life. There it is. You'll be added to the Lord's church. Acts chapter 2, verse 47. By God, God will add you to His church, but you are lost unless you are in the Lord's church. You're lost. The saved are added to the church, as I've said in Acts chapter 2, verse 47. How do you get in the church? How do you get into the body of Christ? Because you are lost unless you are in the body of Christ. Peter said in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, Repent and be baptized. Then you're in Christ. You are lost unless you are in Christ. Salvation is in one name only. Jesus Christ, Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Salvation is in Christ, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 10. How do we get into Jesus Christ? Galatians chapter 3, verse 27. You are baptized into Jesus Christ. That's the only way into Him. You are lost unless you've obeyed the gospel, you are in the Lord's church, and you are in Christ. But even after you've become a Christian, you are lost unless you're a faithful Christian. You're lost. You must be spiritually minded. Are you guilty of sin, Christian? Are you guilty of the works of the flesh? Are they more evident in your life than the works of the Spirit? Are you guilty of adultery and fornication and and uncleanliness and and hatred and, and drunkenness? Or are you more about love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control? If you are faithful till the day you die, Revelation chapter 2, verse 10, you'll receive the crown of life. Are you guilty? If you are guilty, what should you do? Repent and obey as we stand and sing.